0: All right, we're live with Swift Bites episode three. Uh, what's it called? Let's play or something like that. What did I name it? I don't even remember. All right, we're live with.
1: You like that? I completely forgot to mute our our uh, our live.
0: (laughs) We are we are so not ready for this podcast today. Let me tell you. Yeah,
1: we're a little out of it, but we're gonna make it happen, fam. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. How about yourself? A little tired, but hey, another week, another dollar, I guess.
0: I mean, you didn't start your new job yet, so.
1: Working on it, man. Working on it.
0: I mean, I can't talk much. I've been out of work at Starbucks since February because I broke my foot, so. Fair enough. But, I mean, this week we've been fairly unproductive coding-wise. I don't think I spent more than, like, five hours coding this week, which is really, really upsetting. But at the same time, I'm a firm believer in not, you know, running yourself into the ground. Yeah, I agree. it was nice.
1: I've probably done maybe a total of maybe five hours (laughs) or less of coding. So... It's not bad. I mean, it's it's good to take a break here and there. We're probably gonna hit this week hard anyway, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've got my first um, on-site interview on Monday for a mobile software engineer position. So the past 48-ish hours I've been spent studying for that as much as I can, uh, not necessarily implementing code or like coding itself, but like your standard interview questions, what to think about while in the interview. Uh, one thing that I never really thought about, and this this kind of extends into interviews that aren't related to like software or programming, is the fact that like interviews are a two-way street, you know? So like ask the question, why what why should I want to work here? When they ask you the question, why should we hire you? you need to answer that question and then rebut that question with why should I want to work here? That's like the biggest thing I've learned. (laughs) But yeah, I just been kind of focusing on
1: that. You you should start doing more like uh, whenever they ask you a question, just ask a question back. Be like, why do you want to work here? Hmm. Why do I want to work here?
0: I mean, I could list off a million reasons why I want to work for uh, said company. I'm not gonna put it out there until I find out, you know, if I get don't get the job or I get the job. But I've the high school, the, the the company is in front of the old high school that I grew up going to. So it was always around, and it's something that was always intriguing to me, like going to school basically like right behind it. Um. And I have a, a, a close, lifelong family friend that works there, and she had actually recommended me. It's been a really long process. I think the first conversation I had with them was like March 3rd or something like that. And now we're we're literally like, tomorrow's the beginning of April. So it's it's been a really long process. I've had, I think, two phone screens, and then now I'm going on for an on-site interview. So I'm fairly optimistic that this will turn out to be a solid a solid experience
1: i think it'll be good for you you just i think you're just stressing it out a little too much
0: dude you know (laughs) me i always stress i stress everything
1: yeah but i mean we all do especially when it comes to you know
0: career wise and everything else oh yeah so uh let's talk about who won that bet who's who's ten dollars richer (sighs) <sighs> you are ten dollars richer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but the the bet was on fish stuff. So Haley Haley already has it like one hundred percent mapped out where every single penny is going.
1: That's pretty good.
0: I like that. <laughs> she had it mapped out before the bet was even like hardcore set in stone. <laughs> She's like, we're going to buy plants, lots of plants, lots of plants. I'm like, you can't – you can get, like, one plant for $10. No. Like, like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Are you pitching the rest of that, like, $57 that you want to spend on plants? Because, like, $10 is only going to get you, like, one solid plant for the tanks.
1: I mean, it's not bad. I'm I'm glad that no. I was able to help. I wish I was $10 richer, but, hey, you know, I'm a sore loser. I, so. mean,
0: I mean, a <laughs> bet's a bet. Yeah, we'll, we'll place we'll, we'll place more on WWDC. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, I'm about to go broke. Yes, you are. <laughs> Kick me while I'm down, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> speaking speaking of uh the bets and events, let's let's talk about Apple's education event a little bit. So yeah. you I, I was really disappointed in the fact that it wasn't live streamed and I watched I, I tried to watch it after the fact, and I'm going to be really honest. It was just really boring. It was actually, I, I, I couldn't watch it.
1: It was actually probably one of the worst events I've ever seen coming from Apple. Um, WWDCs are usually fun and they're enjoyable, you know, and they give a lot of information. This, this was not one of those things. Uh, they came out with things that were already out. I thought they were going to introduce a new iPad. They just introduced a new iPad with new prices, basically, is what they did. Like, an old iPad with new prices.
0: It's it's an upgraded version of last year's iPad with the same price. Yeah, to me, it's the same exact thing.
1: Um, uh, Besides that, I mean, what compatibility for the Apple Pencil? I was actually hoping also for maybe the possibility of... uh, and education-wise, iMac and stuff like that for students, but that also wasn't the case.
0: Yeah, I was I was expecting some sort of MacBook at, at the event just because it was a, a very educational event. Obviously, it was held at Lane Tech uh, College High School. Sounds pretty cool. But be, because... And, and we touched on this last show where I, I firmly stand that an iPad is not, you know, a computer replacement. I was expecting some sort of MacBook, you know, or even just a touch on the MacBook. I was expecting, uh,
1: yeah, like 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 a computer-based education tool, not a tablet-based education tool. And although, yeah, it's going to be great, you know, going to schools and being able to see students now have tablets instead of 100 notebooks they'll be able to have one tablet um but it's gonna affect when it comes to let's say uh coding or technology hey we want you guys to build an xcode sorry your ipad's not capable of that or we want you to build in any other one visual studio code or anything else it's gonna be a little more difficult and i'm not sure if visual studio code has something out for like ios development like an actual app but you can never compare it to an actual tablet itself, or a, a computer, excuse me.
0: There's there's an app called Coda, C-O-D-A. Uh, I think it's $24.99 on the App Store. I was actually looking into it last night because I'm always down to spend money. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I thought about it for a second. I'm like, you know what? It, it's like, obviously, it's a tool that I would use. You know, I, I spend most of my waking hours coding. So it was, it'd be something I would use, but I I literally carry my MacBook everywhere I go. It never, it's never not with me. And to spend twenty five dollars on that for my iPad, which I what I'll use it like once when I first download it and be like, oh, this is so cool. I probably wouldn't use it again. Um, yeah. And I don't know if it supported Swift, which was a big thing for me. I did. It didn't really say. It didn't go to extensive detail about what languages it supports. Um, it has a lot of really cool things uh, for $24 I th- I think it's a, a really solid deal and if you're definitely looking to get something that you can use your iPad to code with that's a really 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 good option um, but I just couldn't pull the trigger just for, just for the simple fact that I have an iPad mini 2 and let's be real. Like I have a 13 inch MacBook, and I have to, I, I typically have that plugged into like an external display just for more screen real estate. So coding on an iPad mini two probably wouldn't be too beneficial. Right. Um, but yeah. you have the pro so you could totally download that and well, I, I feel mean, like you could get a lot of use out of it. Pro, even on the pro it's a little
1: bit of a hassle just because if you think about it, um, you're sitting, you're sitting with a device that is the same thing as an iPad and it doesn't really have, although it has a couple keyboards and stuff like that that you can actually s- sit on and switch to, it doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't cut it for me. Um, unless they actually came up with a keyboard to make it, which I actually think I know of one, but the, price, the prices are too steep and the gains are too small. You know what I mean? Like for the right. same amount I could actually just use my
0: MacBook, for it. Yeah, I think that's really what it comes down to. Right. I do think I do think uh, now the whole iCloud storage thing is a touchy subject because I believe no matter who it is, five gigabytes is not enough storage for anybody for iCloud. Uh, I do, however, really like the fact that they're giving students two hundred gigabytes of iCloud storage for free so i find that to be a really solid deal however apple if you ever listen to us which you probably won't but if you ever do give us more free storage even though i pay for more storage like (laughs) give us more free storage because five gigabytes just isn't enough even even before they nixed the whole 16 gigabyte base model thing like you couldn't back up your phone more than like twice or three times before you, you hit that that threshold of not enough storage and especially like if you're like us where we own multiple Apple products that are all connected to that one iCloud account, you know, five gigabytes ain't gonna cover it. I have I have it. 70 gigs of you know projects on my MacBook, you know. yeah, um, yeah I, I'm not super disappointed. Uh, was it Logitech that came out with that crayon pencil thing?
1: I think so. The the Crayola. I, I think so. It wasn't. I don't. I don't think it's a good substitute for an Apple pencil. Because I mean, you're giving the people the possibility to own an Apple pencil now or get a Crayola. Um, I think it's nice, but.
0: Mm. I I, th- I think Apple needs to take a look at how they charge that and adopt that into the Apple Pencil. Because instead of having a, a female lightning port sticking out of one at the end of it, it's a male. So you just plug in a lightning cable to it. That That's how it should be done.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, the opposite of what they did right now, basically. <laughs> I,
0: I I See, I find that, that crayon to be cool for the fact that it's not trying to hit the market that the Apple Pencil hits. It's... The name suggests it's more geared towards students of younger age. Um and the cost also reflects that it's $49.99 instead of, you know, ninety-nine ninety nine. Um it doesn't have some of the the cool features that the pencil has, whereas like the the female lightning port. <laughs> uh, my brain's fried, I apologize. But you know. <laughs> I think it's hitting a different market. So I I think it'd be cool. Uh, I find it interesting. I definitely want to see one in person. It looked, it looked thick. Yeah, it
1: did look look pretty thick.
0: I'm not sure that, you know, I would lose the Apple pencil so fast, but at least it's thin. You can put it on like a notebook or they make iPad pro cases that have like a little slot for, I actually so,
1: have uh, this little case that actually – you just put your Apple Pencil in there. And is that kind of, the only
0: thing that goes in there?
1: Well, it actually carries the housing for the – the the like it has a little zipper and a pouch to carry the cable and both the extra tip and the, the charger tip in here. Okay. So it just carries it all together, and I just basically take this one and take my iPad Pro with me.
0: That's kind of cool then. I – I like uh, (laughs) Apple fanboy here. I like the little leather like sleeve that they sell that you can buy. I find that to be cool, but it doesn't really like it'd be cool if it was magnetic so you can connect it to like the smart case and then you wouldn't lose it. Cause like if I'm going to put my Apple pencil on just this little leather sleeve, that's not connected to anything. I'm going to lose the leather sleeve with the Apple pencil.
1: right? Yeah,
0: exactly. So yeah, I mean, I don't think it was a terrible event. I think it was a really, really, really awesome event. Uh, I think it was very well put on. Uh, Apparently, the entire school was being used by Apple. So, like, they had classrooms where, like, press could go in and and actually observe, like, a legitimate class. Some of the classrooms were set up for demo areas for certain things. It was a really well put on event. Just, it it wasn't entertaining, and I'm not expecting it to be, but it was just it was a lot of just reiteration of like things that we already know.
1: And I feel like, I feel like they're hitting a specific market. Um, instead of doing it for like, let's say college or anyone else, they kind of just went straight into the high school aspect of it. And right. us, us being a little older, we kind of were expecting what a little bit more of a, of a college thing because hey, we're we're going to start going to college. So I would love to be able to you know i don't i don't know i just i don't know if do you think the student thing also applies to college
0: oh yeah oh yeah i wouldn't well because like you and i were talking a couple weeks back about going to school and how there's like internships that apple offers and all that cool stuff i'm i would be shocked if it didn't extend to college and i'm almost positive that it does um i was expecting it to be a middle school high school geared event but I was also expecting some touches of, like, college per se in it because a right. lot of the it's stuff marketed like, like a college student isn't going to go out and buy... Well, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of college students that are going to go out and buy, you know, a, a $299 iPad, right? But most of them have, a, like, a, a laptop. So there, I feel like they missed the mark on that, you know, older college student type scenario.
1: It was, more, right. it was more based towards younger students in school now than it right. was towards college students in higher education. Um, I hope that in the future they touch more on that because I would be interested. I'm uh, planning on going to school here for the next four years, and I would love to hear about it. You know? <laughs> rest in peace. Rest
0: in yeah. peace. Yeah, rest in peace, exactly. Um, I, I do like i like the things that they announced like the whole classroom app uh we touched on class kit last episode uh the classroom app is really cool the amount of control that the teacher has uh is really awesome there's actually an accessibility feature that i set up on one of my friend's phones she has a daughter that she lets play with her phone like the, the games and stuff so i set up an accessibility feature i don't remember what it was called i have to look into it uh where you triple tap the home button and it locks the phone into that specific app, and then you have to put in the phone's password to get out of that app. That's a good way so, like, to keep kids at bay. <laughs> and exactly, so the the classroom app kind of does that, but the teacher has full control. So like, she'll dictate what app is on all of the iPads in the classroom, just with a you know a few taps on the screen, and the kids can't you know get out of it. Uh, There was a lot of concerns about kids being able to like get on safari and cheat or like airdrop certain things or so on and So forth and they don't have the ability to do that with the classroom app, which I find to be really really cool Granted, you know, I'm not gonna say I didn't cheat on some things in high school But I'm sure most people did and we do not but I also (laughs) No, not at all, but I also didn't have the luxury of having uh, school provided iPads
1: Yeah, that would have been, that would have been amazing.
0: It was significantly more difficult for me to cheat back, back in high school five, six years ago. Damn, I feel old. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I I think, I think it was a really good event. I find it, I found it to be really boring to watch, but at the same time, it it has to be entertaining for me to want to continue watching it. And that, that goes with everything, you know, not just Apple events. So. Um, Do you you want to start talking a little bit about uh, Xcode? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to be forewarned. I've never set up Xcode within Terminal before, so.
1: All right, so I'll go first. Um, So basically, uh, Xcode, the big uh, IDE for Apple, Um, basically Xcode is the uh, program that you use to write all code when it comes to iOS or development in iOS. Um, Xcode can easily be downloaded from uh, the App Store. So if you were actually to go into your App Store on your MacBook, iMac, or anything of that nature, uh, tab- uh, not tablet, it has to be a laptop-based device or a computer-based device. Um, it has to be running macOS, not iOS. And uh, if you go onto the App Store, you can actually put on there Xcode, and it'll show up under Developer Tools. And you can go ahead and download that. It's absolutely free. You don't have to pay anything for it. It is a very large download. (laughs) So make sure you have a space for it. And make sure uh, you have
0: good uh, Wi-Fi too.
1: And make sure you have good Wi-Fi So it's fast and not very, not slow. Um, but even if it's slow or not, you're still going to be able to download it. And it's probably going to be beneficial if you follow along with us just so that you get Xcode and that way you can do what we do. So you learn as we learn. Um, did you, were you able to look up anything for, uh, Terminal-wise, or?
0: A lot of it's, like, installing, like, Homebrew and Git and stuff like that via Terminal for Xcode.
1: Okay, so we're just gonna, we're just gonna keep it with the App Store, because it's probably gonna be the simplest way for anybody
0: to do it anyway. I wouldn't recommend, uh, installing Xcode through Terminal to begin with. Just terminal. Terminal is a really daunting thing. And I mean, I've been I've been programming for over two years now, and it's still to me just like really daunting and kind of terrifying. Uh, so terminal is not necessarily something if you have never messed with terminal that you really want to you want to mess with right off the get. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you can actually install Xcode through terminal. I, I'm probably really wrong. Like, actually, I will fully admit to probably being wrong right away but I feel like it's just a better bet to install it from the app store itself. And yeah, so
1: if anything, let's, let's, let's just leave it at that. Let's leave it at, uh, if you need to download Xcode, try to just get it through the app store, it'll be free and it'll take a little bit to download because it's a pretty large file. But yeah, besides that, once you have it done, we can actually walk you through the steps of doing everything else, like starting a project making a simple app, uh, which could be something that we would do next week. As of this week, we're going to kind of start talking about some of the smaller things that we're using right now, like uh, what are certain things and kind of like variables, constants, things that you're going to run into, but kind of give you the terminology so that you can come back and be like, oh, God, he told me what a variable was, but I don't remember exactly. And we can you can always look back to our videos as a resource or you can always find resources up.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> All right. So with me being fail like with me failing to be prepared. <laughs> uh, story of my life this week. Uh we'll go, I guess we'll go ahead and roll into introducing playgrounds. Uh playgrounds is a very important tool especially when learning how to code. Uh I used playgrounds. I still use playgrounds from time to time. Uh more so to control my little BB8 Sphero robot thing that I have on my iPad, but playgrounds is a really cool thing and I think Mike is going to screen share uh some playground utilities so Mike, uh, because we are available on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, make sure you kind of talk through what you're doing as well because they won't have a visual cue as, as to what you're doing.
1: Okay, yeah, I'll make sure to talk about it here. Let me get my screen share up and running.
0: Yeah, you go ahead and do you and then I'll I'll share my, I have, uh, well, it's really bright. Hold on, let me fix it. <laughs> um, I have Playgrounds on my iPad, I was actually, Messing with it last night, so like uh, it still looks like garbage, but yeah, I have playgrounds on my iPad. You can actually like run through code and like do all kinds of stuff. There's a ton of different options as far as like things you can do. Um, so like there's a whole bunch of different things. It'll teach you how to code. Um, this is actually one of the big things that Apple was preaching at their education event. So, if you have an iPad, definitely look into getting playgrounds for it. It's free, just like Xcode is pretty much, and it's a really cool tool especially if you're learning. And you'll definitely be able to follow along with us actually
1: on iOS based devices if you do playgrounds, which is basically almost the same thing. You won't be able to build uh actual applications like Xcode, but you'll be able to mess around with basic uh coding with us. Um
0: the only so- thing is it's only available on iPad. Not It's on only iPad. available on
1: iPad. Okay, so you it's only available on iPad. We're just going to have to do it uh, for those people who have iPads. Um, so without further ado, let me see if I can't screen share real quick so we can do this. All right. So basically I right now am sharing a playground screen, uh, basically to do a new playground, you just got to open up Xcode and then it's going to ask you three things. Create a new project, create, uh, create a new playground and create, uh, work on an existing project. You want to make sure to click on Playground uh, and you want to click here. Actually, let me do it with you guys just so we can get it done together. So it's going to pop up something like this. Uh, The one you want to click on is Get Started with Playground. After you click on Get Started with Playground, it's going to pop up this here. Uh, We're just going to click on Blank and click Next. Uh, we're going to put a name, uh, I have a playground called my playground. So I'm going to go ahead and do one called my playground one. And, uh, we're just going to go ahead and put it on the desktop. I'm not too worried about it. And then hit create, it's going to finish and then it's going to launch me straight into my playground. All right. So they put this little, nice little corny thing up here where it says, Hey, playground and a place where people can play whatever. All right, cool. So this is a playground here. If you notice uh, on the left hand side, you can actually fill out information, uh, values, anything of that nature, and it will actually come out on the right hand side over here where it will show you kind of an example of like when you put this in, what is the output input output. So if I was to go on here and put var which we actually see one there. But if I put var and then I put hey, and I set it equal to hello. All I'm saying is that a variable with the name of hey is equal to hello. And that is all it is. And if you look over here, it actually puts the output hello. It gives you that example. Now, there is two different uh, two different actual variables that you could use or values that you can use. One's called a variable, and the other one's called a
0: constant. Do you, you want to
1: talk them through one, Ty? Uh,
0: the difference between a variable and a constant? Yeah. Yeah, so a variable is something that is changeable. So when you're typing var, say you're creating a label, and you want that label... To be called main label, you'll do var main label equals UI label. And that's basically calling that variable. And you'll obviously set your constraints and place it. Um, And if you were to do a constant or let, that would be unchangeable. So, man, my mind's blinking. Essentially, if you're calling a variable, you are able to change that in the code later on. Uh, so typically, if you want something to be changed, you can call a variable. And if you want to not change it, so like a lot of the things within ShufflePlay's UI, uh, like the labels and stuff, don't change. So they are most of them are uh, constants. So if it's a let, you cannot change that. Terrible job of okay. explaining it. All right, so I'll go ahead and
1: uh, give- Explain it better. Yeah, to my buddy here. (laughs) I got you, fam, no worries. It's
0: been a long, long day, man.
1: (laughs) So when you think of a variable, think of something that's ever-changing. It could be set, and it can't necessarily change, but it could also change. So think of a variable. I want you to look at a variable and a constant as two separate things. Uh, A constant would be used for something like a bottle of water bottle a bottle of water itself can only hold a certain amount of water so for example if i wanted to you i wanted to fill up my water bottle i could only fill it up to a certain amount so constant would be used for the bottle itself just because you can't change that amount no matter how much you try to fill up a water bottle to the t- to the brim after a certain amount is just going to overspill um So therefore, it's a constant number. So let's say that our constant number for this is one and a half. So the bottle is equal to 1.5 liters. So since the bottle is equal, that's a pretty big bottle, is equal to uh, 1.5 liters. We know that no matter how much water we actually put into it, it can only go up to 1.5 liters. But now as you fill it up. Uh, The level of water changes. Uh, As you're drinking it, you could totally be like, okay, I drank about half the bottle. Now half the bottle's gone. You would use a variable for the actual volume of the water just because the water, the level of water inside of the bottle changes. It's not the same. So just remember that variables can change and constants can't. so for variables, we use uh, the three-letter three letter value called var. And then for constants, we use let, L-E-T. Uh, don't ask me why. I'm not even, do you know why it's let? I have no idea why it's let. <laughs> me either. Okay, so
0: <laughs> it's let. It just means constant. We can remember that. I'm assuming let, like, let is basically just making it really simple to be like, let there be no change.
1: We can think of it that way. That's a good way to remember it. Just yeah, a let means no change. L- that is the set value. Nothing else. And then
0: uh, variable. Do, do, and water. Oh, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say the way that the way that's helped me solidify it. Uh, for some reason, it was the hardest thing to remember between Latin and var. Uh, is that a variable can change and In inside and outside of coding, and so that was the main thing is like remembering that a variable can change, and you'll automatically know that let won't let that change. That that's that's kind of what helped me the most. But your your analogy of the whole water bottle versus water thing is actually a really solid representation of kind of how to use and and remember that
1: okay um besides that we were gonna talk about
0: well uh, real quick while i was talking you were you were doing some screen stuff you were typing in print and stuff so you want to walk them through that it doesn't change unless you talk so do you want to walk them through the print statement that you just made okay um i just made a print statement i'm not sure it won't
1: call it to like till I actually uh, call upon water bottle. But uh, the next thing we were going to talk about is a function. So functions, think of it this way. If I told you that, imagine if I had to type water bottle a million times, it would be ridiculous. I would literally have to sit here and type water bottle equals this, water bottle equals this, water bottle equals this, water bottle equals this, and it would probably get obnoxious. So a way that programmers have it set to make it easier is we use things called functions functions basically is uh, a set value, a method that you can call upon every time that you needed. So basically by setting up a value called funk water bottle, I'm basically telling it, Hey, every time that I call you, this is what I want you to do. And inside of these squiggly bracket marks, I put print, bottle, and then a comma and water basically separating the two values and telling them that every time that I call this, I wanted to print out those statements. So I could sit here all day and just do water bottle like so. And every time I put this statement right here, it's just going to print out uh, the bottle and then water. Let's see if it does it, it should do
0: it. Looks like your Xcode running a little slow.
1: Yes, my computer is running a little slow.
0: <laughs> well, did you did you update to Xcode nine point three like the that's, official release?
1: That's probably why it's doing it. Yeah, probably. Um, here we'll do it outside of a function just to show them what it does. So if I put print bottle and water, it is going to print them over here on the output. I know you can do it. Do it. Saying running, it's saying running play. run playground.
0: <laughs> so it'll be a minute. Well, um, hold on. Let's give it. Wait, go go back. Oh, wait, Lau, stop talking. Hold on. You talk now. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. You were saying. It's giving you an error in the console.
1: Bar an execution error. Swift error. expected identifier and function declaration. You know what? I think I might have forgot the return function. Anyway, um, we'll we'll get better at this whole teaching thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is, this neither is of us first, have done this.
1: Yeah, this is our first uh trying to help people learn how to code. So we should,
0: if we if we're gonna do this, we should probably start planning this like the the whole teaching section is like two weeks in advance.
1: Yeah, we can do that. That's not a problem. Um, let me do this, I can stop screen sharing real quick.
0: But you did forget the return water bottle in the function. So,
1: yep, the return water bottle in the function, which would make it actually print what we wanted it to to print. Um, (laughs) so basically, the whole concept that we want you to get out of it is there's three things, a variable, a constant and a function. A variable is an ever changing value. A constant is a value that stays the same no matter what. And a function is a method that uses values to express whatever whatever you're trying to do. So functions could be a variety of things in a number of things to a ginormous extent. You can use a function. We probably use functions every day of our lives as programmers and all the time. Um, so there's no limit to uh, the, well, there is limits, but the, the chances of you reaching those limits are very, 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 very slim. Um, just think of it as a, 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 think of a function as a rule of instructions for a program to follow every time that you call that instruction manual. Basically it's like a, like an instruction manual, I guess that would be a better way to put it. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, that would be a pretty solid way to put it.
1: Okay. Um, if you guys have any questions, um, you can always email us or, uh, shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram or anything like that. Uh, in regards to that. And trust me, I have no life. I'm more than willing to <laughs> answer the second that you answer back and we can probably help you guys out with whatever you're trying to do. Um,
0: I'm always down for conversation. Yeah. I, our links are in the bio and stuff for like Twitter, Instagram, GitHub, all that cool stuff. So sweet. It only took 20 minutes to eat it all together. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, tell me a little bit about your struggles that you've been passing through this week, man.
0: Uh, well, like I said earlier, I've only spent about f- roughly five hours coding this week. Uh, but it, the, the struggle has stayed the same for the past few weeks. And I think it's just more of an issue with me than it is with the, the struggle itself is uh now playing information displaying within shuffle play because that's really like the key thing that shuffle play hasn't had since it's launched is like displaying the the album art the song title the artist type the artist's name so on and i have it set up so it, it quote unquote works but it doesn't work the way it's supposed to um so the biggest struggle for me is figuring out you know the path to take uh ns notification center is kind of what I'm messing with now, see if I can make that work, because ultimately, you're picking a genre on a different a different view, a different view controller. So, and then it has to represent the information from that on a separate view controller on the main UI. Uh, I'm getting into a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but essentially, the NS Notification Center is going to make it so it communicates objects or notifications to the different view controllers that it's called within. So that's, that's really been the struggle for me is kind of figuring out how to implement that properly, not make it look like spaghetti code and not throwing my computer against the wall when I really get tired of trying to to mess with it. It's, it's been fun. That's, that's the key feature that shuffle play really needs before I kind of step it down from it for a while and focus on other projects is, is that. So I've already missed my deadline. The deadline was to have the update publicly available tomorrow. And it's not going to be publicly available tomorrow. It probably won't be publicly available for another two weeks. Well, that's all right though.
1: Cause you're making, you're making steady progress. It's not like you're just giving up or quitting on it. You know what I mean? Like it's, right. it's steady progress. Oh, um, so basically the, the thing to get out of it is you're never essentially gonna be a hundred percent and working on something hundred percent of the time like for 24 hours straight is gonna be very exhausting so make sure to take regular breaks when you're working on these things or you will exhaust yourselves like we did um we I
0: I, I had a period of like a week where I I worked on shuffle play for like 80 hours and I I, I pulled quite a few like 26 hour stretches of just nothing but coding on shuffle play yeah and it, it, it ended up being worse that way?
1: Yeah, we probably in the last week have spent a lot of time on two separate projects. And you'll realize, whether you want it or not, you are going to get exhausted um, to the point where we've barely touched our computers in the last week because of it. Um, That doesn't necessarily mean that we're quitting coding, or that coding is not an interest for us anymore. It's just more of a, you know, everybody needs a break here and there. Um it's a, it's a mental break. It's a mental break. Um we're going to hit it just as hard when we get like probably starting after Monday and your interview we're probably going to
0: start hitting it pretty hard again. I mean, I'll be hitting it hard on Monday. So. Yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna, I'm going to take that motivation and use it, you know. Yeah, that works.
1: Um, so basically uh, were you, were you done talking about your struggles
0: for the week? Yeah, I mean That's, that's really it. Um, I maybe touch on, on what I've been doing to kind of get around. I've been trying to pinpoint exactly what is making it so hard to understand. And I think it's the fact that I'm reading and then trying to implement right away without really understanding the concept of, you know, NS notification center or a framework in specific. Um, so I've been trying to read and then take notes with the code examples within the handwritten notes. I found that typing notes on like my MacBook or my iPad doesn't necessarily help any more than if I was to just read and implement. So I've been taking handwritten notes and actually putting like the code snippets or the the example code within the notes and handwriting it out. And I found that that significantly helps me. I probably use significantly way wrong. uh, That helps me tremendously in the fact that like, I'm exercising it in a different way. And then I also like the idea of having handwritten notes for the fact that I can, I like reading most of the time. So, and plus I have it kind of set up to like, be like a book where like it has an index of like, all right, so media player framework, notes about media player framework are on this section of the notebook and it's all color coded, uh, with, you know, uh, highlighters and stuff. And that's kind of what's helped me. Man, I was never that organized in high school. I was <laughs> <It, laughs> never been organized in high school at all. It was, it was bad. But yeah, so that's that's kind of what I've been doing. Is you know, if you if you do hit a wall or you you feel like you're not absorbing the information one hundred percent and it's really stressing you out and you feel stupid, don't feel stupid. Uh, try to think of different ways to absorb that information and see what works best for you. Because like Mike prefers to to take notes on his iPad. I prefer to handwrite them. It's, you know, everybody has their preferences on how to do things, but I, th- I think really taking the time to understand what you're trying to do, understand the problem and the solution, will help you execute your code.
1: Okay, I agree. Um,
0: I, I basically just like taking notes better
1: on an iPad because I have an Apple Pencil and I can write. Um, so basically it's the same thing he's doing, just digitally. Um, I like I one thing that I do on top of just writing it is I like reading it out loud. Uh, it helps a lot with kind of getting it set in your mind. Like when you're like, a variable is a changeable value. It, it just you hear yourself saying it so it helps a little more. Um, what you just have to do is once you start actually getting into the whole, you know, building variables and building lets, um, you can write them down, figure out how it works, and make sure to take notes, educate yourself. Uh, if you see that it gives you an error, be like, Oh, my God, it's gonna be an error. I don't know why. Educate yourself, learn. And once you learn, write it down, it's gonna help you so that you can better yourself for next time. And it's a learning, it's a learning experience. You're, you're not gonna get into coding and expect to make a program and not have a single issue. Even typos included.
0: Right. I mean, that's part of the fun with coding is like, it's, it's constantly problem solving.
1: Right. Um, as for my struggles this week, uh, I've only touched the computer for about five or less hours. Um, what,
0: we, well, what, let's go the past two weeks,
1: the past two weeks. Okay. We can do the past two weeks. So in the past two weeks, I've probably had my biggest issue has been, uh, implementing view controllers um so i don't want to get too in depth because it's going to sound ridiculous like i'm talking egyptian or something um we're gonna we're just gonna say uh i was having a struggle with implementing or putting into a uh one one project into another project and merging these two projects together and as it's a lot harder than it sounds um it's still a work in progress, and it's still going on. Uh, while I am also updating one of them so that they, when they merge together, it'll look more beautiful or gorgeous or perfect. We'll put it that way. <laughs> um, Nothing, nothing's ever perfect. No, it's not. It's just close enough. Um, Yeah, but besides that, uh, there's other things that we're thinking about doing, like uh, we recently got interested in artificial intelligence. And uh, the fact that we got interested in artificial intelligence is very bad for us just because (laughs) we love learning. So now, on top of building this, we're also learning about machine learning and artificial intelligence in itself. Um, So you might catch us talking about that here and there. and. how that works
0: so I, I find it funny that last show we talked about uh, IBM Watson <laughs> yeah <laughs> and now and now we've literally been reading and trying to implement IBM Watson and, and trying to really make the decision between uh, Coramel as it stands by itself or Coramel with IBM Watson is really okay. like our biggest debate. And
1: basically all that is, is an artificial intelligence. It's, it's, it's a mind that's going to help. It's not a mind. It's, it's an algorithm. Uh, it lives, of, it breathes. Yeah. It's, it's a set of of instructions and data that's going to help us with one of our projects that we hope I'm putting out at some point. And we will put out at some point. Um, but it's going to be it's it's gonna be beneficial it's it's gonna give it a cutting edge and we're really excited about it i've been really excited since we talked about it in the last podcast
0: just just wait until we have to explain the difference between cocoa pods and carthage
1: oh man i don't don't know we're not gonna talk about that we're not even gonna start that conversation this podcast
0: (laughs) no but i'm just i'm just excited to like miserably fail at explaining that
1: well you know what I think miserably failing or not, we are probably going to be a better resource than a resource than the majority of resources we were able to find online. I, Fair. I, I, I had so much difficulty finding resources between Cocoa pods and Carthage. And for all those programmers that are going to watch this and probably be like, that's fairly easy. i found a hundred resources. Um, it wasn't that easy for me. Um, I actually had to read one about Cocoa pods and then I had to read one about Carthage and then kind of like, compare and contrast. But as time goes by, I've been able to find a couple more resources and you can ask uh, Ty, all, all I ever do is if I'm not here coding, I'm in the living room reading an article about coding and trying to figure out what I need to do in order to push my project forward.
0: Yeah, and there... Couple months. It was like almost a year ago at this point. I I think I had started this website shell. At it's basically still a shell of I wanted to create a place where you could. It was like a one stop shop for resources about anything and everything. And it was its purpose was to start out with Swift and Objective C uh, because that's natively what I'm using on a daily basis. Um, and, and expand from there to you know other languages, even the core basics of like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, Ruby, Python, PHP, like all of it, you know. And I think that's something that I, I actually kind of want to start working on again, and and having that kind of coincide with our podcast because then we can put the link to that in the in the description, and it'll give our our listeners a place to start where we'll have you know. All the resources that we find and if you're a listener and you have resources and it doesn't even matter if we've talked about it or not uh send them our way you know we're we're more than happy i have a thousand different bookmarks in a, in a swift folder of different resources that i found um and i really kind of want to get that up and going and use that as a resource a for us because we're, there's a constantly, we're constantly you know looking back at previous resources that we've already used, but I also wanna like put it out there for you guys and give you like a, a one-stop shop so you can, when it comes time, to find the difference between pods and Carthage or uh, a table view versus something else, like having that ability to find it right away when you need it and not having to sift through. 10 pages on Google or, you know, compare and contrast two separate articles.
1: Right. Um, I mean, yeah, I think, I think it'd be pretty cool to actually have a resource, a resource, uh, hub where any, anybody and everybody can come and find their information that they need. Um, I would actually would have benefited from that a lot when I started coding, just cause it would have been so much better. But when I started coding, I didn't know many places to look. So for all that y'all watching uh, or that are going to watch, I would suggest, you know, Hey, or, or listen or listen. Yeah. Or listen. Um, Hey, uh, try don't, don't give up just because you couldn't find something. Keep looking. I can't tell you how many things we have never found a resource on and we continue to persist to look and we're always looking. So resources are your most valuable tool as a developer.
0: And when you're starting out, the, the time spent coding versus the time spent looking for resources or research, researching on resources is like 80-20. You'll spend 20% of the time coding versus the 80% that you're looking or reading through resources, um, and that's not a bad thing, you know. That's honestly how it goes, and, and the resources can be YouTube, they can be courses that you find on Udacity, Udemy uh flat iron schools like any of the any of the massive you know online course places or you know google stack overflow
1: udacity was one of udacity
0: those. medium is a really big one that mike likes to use i'm slowly Hello. slowly getting into the whole medium world um so yeah i think i might actually pursue that that idea of creating or finishing off that website of a place where we just put all of our resources. It'll be a little time-consuming, but it'll be fun. It'll give me something different to work on, especially since I'm, lear- since I'm learning Ruby. Um, I might be actually able to implement Ruby on Rails into it, and that'll be pretty solid. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool.
1: Um, so Just to start a little bit of the closing remarks, um, for next week, uh, we're probably gonna go a little more in depth into constants and variables. We're gonna give a little more examples, and we're gonna we're probably gonna have a little bit more set up, like for you guys to see and hear, uh, than just a quick looking at the, the screen thing. So we'll just, probably,
0: we can set up like a GitHub repo.
1: Yeah, and then we'll, yeah, we can set up a repo, and we can set up yeah, that'll work. And then we'll also uh, make sure to push. Uh, Push a little bit more into functions and stuff like that, kind of give you a better idea on those. Um, we're also gonna see if we can incorporate building a small app, as far as maybe a one image, put a picture on your screen view app. And uh, I'm not, I'm not sure how far we'll be able to get into that before, before we have to cut short. But I'm thinking that probably we'll get about halfway done. So. At least you'll, you'll you'll start sticking your fingers in the X code and and working with it, you know, and 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 seeing it as as something that you could you can use as a developer tool.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good idea, and uh, it'd be cool to have that GitHub repo set up so they could do pull requests on stuff. And yeah, and that's it, that's also like,
1: another way that they could communicate with us.
0: Yeah. So we'll, we're working on getting that all set up this week, this this over, over the coming week. Um, I really want to get some social media platforms set up for the podcast itself. Uh, there's a whole list of things. There's a whole list of things that we have to do. Thankfully, I still am not working at Starbucks until like mid-May, so I've got time. we
1: got time. We'll, we'll make it we happen. We'll make it happen.
0: But, uh... T- what are, what are your closing remarks besides that? Any any uh, weak motivation for the next coming week? Any stupid joke?
1: I got no jokes. But don't give up,
0: guys. Don't give I, up. I mean, I, I think your face is pretty funny looking. Uh, <laughs> didn't. didn't. <laughs> uh,
1: um, don't give up, guys. Um, just because it seems a little bit awkward or maybe a little bit weird, I'm not used to it kind of thing uh, that doesn't mean that you should give up on it. Um, we are always here as a contact point. If you ever need any help with anything that we've talked about or possibly getting into the field of, um, we'd love to help you out. And yeah, I mean, that's all I got. How
0: about you, Ty? Likewise, um, you know, just keep pushing forward, strive to learn new things. Uh, I found out that a friend passed away today so that's been kind of interesting. But uh I guess my biggest piece of life or advice is it's nothing to be sorry about it. I from what I know it was I won't get into it. It's 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 cool. It happens. Um just you know, live life and it's it's short. So live life with purpose and if you love coding, pursue the hell out of it, you know? Don't let don't let the the girlfriend stop you or the wifey stop you or school stop you. <laughs> but pay attention in school. It's important. Yeah. Um, if you're in school still, obviously, us old men here aren't in school anymore. <laughs> <Not> yeah, <yet. laughs> My, Mike's about to be going back to school. I've been toying with the idea. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, Monday's coming around and I'm a big believer in the fact that Monday is not the worst day of the week. So if you wake up on Monday and tell yourself it's gonna be a good day, it's probably gonna be a good day. And just start off your week and keep that momentum going. You know, if you start off the week on a bad foot, the rest of your week's gonna follow suit. So, oh, and uh, tomorrow's Easter. So happy Easter! Happy
1: Easter to everybody. Yeah, forgot about that one. And good. If Friday. you're listening
0: to this past past April first, then I hope you had a good Easter. Uh, but we record we're recording this the Saturday night before Easter.
1: And yep. then uh, April Fools also because they're falling the same day, which
0: is weird but hey <laughs> I'm, I'm totally waiting for all the April Fool's jokes and hey, it's good. it's gonna be weird because Eastern
1: they're, they're together so you know there's gonna there's gonna be one or two jokes that are gonna come together.
0: Oh definitely I don't have any though. Well all right guys <laughs> all uh, cranks. <laughs>
1: me either um i hope everybody has a good day thank you for watching our uh podcast and uh or listening or listening (laughs) i always forget that um stay tuned and watch uh watch next week saturday at seven o'clock whenever we come up with uh what other crazy ideas we come up with um i'll let you i'll let you finish it ty Yes,
0: Uh, as Mike said, uh, thank you for watching and or listening. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, this is also available on SoundCloud. Uh, Link will be in the description. It's also available on iTunes podcast. Link will be in the description. And if you're listening on SoundCloud or iTunes podcast, uh, I'll make sure to figure out a way to link the YouTube channel so you can watch us look like idiots instead of just (laughs) listening to us sound like idiots. But yeah, thank you for tuning in, regardless if you're watching, listening, or regretting ever turning our our sound on. Uh, We we appreciate it any which way, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Have a good
1: night. Have a good night. Peace.